Shut up and sit down. All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the number one wrestling show in the world. The world. And I don't care what anybody else says. This is number one. Number one. It's a special occasion, Michael, a special occasion. Special occasion, special edition. We are on the verge of going and meeting Cowboy Bob Orton. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. In your hometown of Circleville, Ohio. Yes, we are actually in my, my man way, which is the man way. Way, <laughs> breezeway that's been turned into a, a, a man cave. Right. So uh, we are actually watching in the background uh, some highlights of Bob Orton's career. Right. And uh, right now, he and Randy, young Randy, taking on The Undertaker. Yep. Um, back before he uh, became boring and annoying. <laughs> yes. He was the legend killer instead of the show killer. That's right. It's very exciting. Yeah, and um, this is a special edition. It's Steve's Road to Recovery. (laughs) (laughs) We're putting this out late because Steve decided he wanted to go and get sick. Yes, I decided to get sick, and I missed uh, some work and a comedy show and also the recording, so I am... uh, A failure. A failure and extra (laughs) poor this week. (laughs) <laughs> but I am feeling better, and yeah. I'm excited. We're going to World Classic Professional Big Time Wrestling Yeah, tonight at the fairgrounds in Circleville, Ohio. Super excited. That's the St. Valentine's Massacre, which we were excited about. That's and right. The Monster Abyss is going to be there. There's a lot of stuff happening on this show. Yeah, absolutely. Cowboy Bob Orton's going to be there. My dad's personal favorite. And one oh. of my favorites from my childhood. Nice. And uh, in his honor, I often wear a cast when uh, I make love. Okay. You know, just uh, It's not because you have crooked penis disease? No, not on my penis. <laughs> <laughs> I wear it on my arm. Oh, right. That Wait, way, why? That way, if my wife gives me any trouble, I just give her the old Bob Orton. The old, give her the old Fred Flintstone. <laughs> my wife would beat the crap out of me if I, <laughs> if I raised my voice too loud. So Uh-oh. Don't get upset out there, people. It's just a, it's a bad, bad joke. Things are fine. So, uh, world classic professional big time wrestling. There's going to be a, a barbed wire match and all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, Fantastics. Uh, you know, did you ever watch the Fantastics as a kid? I not a, not a lot. Um, I remember brief glimpses of them, but that was it. It was, uh, you know, I watched I watched a lot more NWA I think than you did growing up. Yeah. As a kid. Oh yeah, for sure. It was actually we would go over to my aunt's and uncle's house and and watch uh, every Saturday night. There okay. was uh, Florida Championship Wrestling, followed by uh, the NWA's World Championship Wrestling when it was just a show and not a company. Right. And um, every Saturday we'd watch that. It was a good time. And then on Sunday Sunday morning I would watch the USA Network and watch the WWF. Right. Uh, at that time. Uh, back in those days, though, they also had uh, Tuesday Night Titans on Tuesday night on USA Network. Right, right, which right, was right. The talk show, which was kind of cool. I never did watch that. Uh, it was, uh, it was like, it was a forerunner to a lot of the stuff that they do now. Okay. You know, it was, it was, you know Vince McMahon's had a lot of great ideas over the years, and that was a good one. Um, probably before it's time, but Grilla Monsoon is so underrated for how entertaining that he was. Right. And uh, he and Bobby the Brain, Heenan, were on there a lot of times. You know, Gorilla was the host, and sort of like Bobby the Brain, Heenan was sort of the sidekick, only he was like a heel sidekick, which is kind of funny. Um, and they interviewed the WWE, WWF wrestlers. So, right, right, right. Um, that was a cool show. Um, yeah, but that time in wrestling was special in the 80s. It was when 
the WWF was becoming this this mega um, company. Hawkamania was exploding. Yeah. WrestleMania was becoming a thing. And uh, because of that, NWA began to create Starcade. Right. So you had WrestleMania in the summer, Starcade around Christmas time. Uh, Starcade was was wild from the NWA because they did things that other companies didn't do on television. Okay. You know, like scaffold matches were something. Right. Right. Which which you just had to knock the other team off the scaffold, which right kind of seems like a lot of work to go to for <laughs> such a small payoff. Yeah. Right. Um, that could end very quickly. But like, but the biggest thing I miss is the old steel cage matches. You know, the modern steel cages are made out of just like fencing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the old steel cages were made with the big square right. waffle looking. Yeah, and uh, you could put your whole foot in there. Blue cages. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and and I love the matches that they had. One of my favorite all time matches. I remember watching this with my dad. Was Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Um. Was wrestling and he jumped off the top of the cage. Yeah, right. There's another one that's one of my all-time favorites, and this was Tito Santana and Greg the Hammer Valentine. Okay, were wrestling for the Intercontinental Championship in a steel cage, and um, they just beat the crap out of each other. And then uh, Tito Santana is climbing over the top of the the cage. Okay, and Greg the Hammer Valentine, who was a, a family favorite because I grew up in Georgia when I was a small kid when Dad was in the army, and and he and Ric Flair actually were tag team champions in Georgia Championship Wrestling. Yeah, when I was a kid, and so um, it wasn't just because he you like you were a family of hammers. You loved hammers. You collected hammers. Well, we do he... cheer for West Ham, which you know they're the hammers. <laughs> but <laughs> but the funny thing is, they're the two best at falling down ever. Like Ric Flair is the best at falling down okay. on his face, and Are Greg. We sure? Greg Valentine's the best at falling on his back. Okay. You think? Who's your favorite? Ric Flair. No, just the whole Ric Flair thing, especially like toward the end of his career when he would really just start wobbling around and then he'd just (laughs) fucking strut around the the entire ring and then all of a sudden he would like kick his legs back and then fall on his face. That drove me nuts. (laughs) You got got tired of that. So much drama. Um, yeah. But those two guys fell down, and, and the fact that they were tag teams. But Greg Valentine and Tito Santana fought for that Intercontinental title for a couple of years. Yeah. And in this particular match, it looks like Tito Santana's climbing over the top, and, and Valentine comes to, and he just starts walking to the door. Mm. And I remember my dad saying, I can't believe it. He's going to just walk right out the door. Right. And he goes to walk right out the door, and Tito Santana just happened to be climbing up on the other side beside the door, and he swings over and kicks the door in Valentine's oh, face. Oh, right in his face. And, and drops down and wins the match. I remember that being such a great match. Nice. Um, so I have a lot of great memories of that old cage. Now, with those old cages, those old matches, were those matches just um, you had to escape the cage to win? Yeah, there was no pin. You had to... You had to Walk out of that cage or go over the top, right? And that's the way I prefer. No it. pins there was or no submissions. Referee, no referee in the ring. They were outside the ring, right? And you had to escape the cage. And to me, that is a much better match. Yeah, I agree. Um, if I wanted to see just if the guys get pinned or submit, I just watch a regular match, right? Um, I mean, especially with the modern cages, they just—I know they probably hurt. Yeah, but you know, you bounce off. You those see a lot so much bend to that and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Those were, the old cages were unforgiving. And, no. Um, they so just looked better to me. Just, I mean, the threat of the cage, the modern cage now, I don't think there is one. Like, you just look at it, and it looks extremely weak. And then trying to watch them climb the oh, cage, it's, it's like they're scrambling up a hill of ice, 
It's just, it's kind of messy. Well, we all climbed fences like that as kids. Well, yeah, for and, sure. You know, but we don't have wrestling boots on and stuff either. <laughs> right. We, we didn't, we had kids' fingers and we had right. kid, kid toes. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. That fit in those holes better. Right. And it just, they always look, like you said, they're scrambling up ice instead of climbing. Like, you know, there's so much more drama. Yeah. And climbing up the cage. And then you're able to climb down the other side of the cage slowly. Right. With the old one. This one, you kind of go down that side you, of the, fast. I you mean, better you know, hope you have upper body strength to keep yourself from falling to the floor. <laughs> well, you saw with, uh, when they did that crazy Punjabi prison match, yeah. they kind of used that similar sort of yes, exactly, the old right. cage. You have the opportunity to stall that coming down. Yeah. And it gives you the chance to to do other dramatic things. Yeah, exactly and right. So I remember one time on Saturday night's main event, Hulk Hogan defended the WWF title against uh, uh, Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff. And okay. they actually timed it to where they both dropped down from the, the outside of the time. cage at the same time. If you remember that, that was yeah. a great match. Um so many good memories of that. I mean, even toward the end of that era of cages when Kane right. came out and ripped the side off the cage. Yeah. And Stone Cold and Mr. McMahon, I think, were wrestling in the cage. Yeah, I think you're right. So um, I wish they would bring that back. That's one thing that I miss. Yeah, for sure. You know, but uh, in the NWA, they would use those cages. And inside, they had the, you know, the old I Quit matches where there was a chair mm. in the middle of the ring. There was a microphone. Oh, and right. you had to beat your opponent until they said, I quit. And those were brutal. I remember uh, Telly Blanchard and Magnum TA had probably the most memorable of all those right. I quit matches. And for years after that, the fans would would uh, would chant, I quit, whenever Telly Blanchard would come out. Oh, okay. Um, That's a match that you haven't seen in a really long time is an I quit match, especially where they get into their face with the microphone and they're trying to get them to... Yeah, to I give mean, up. It doesn't it doesn't mesh with the PG era. Yeah, I guess that's and, true. Um I don't know why smaller companies don't do it. I mean it right. doesn't fit Ring of Honor's footprint, you know, because Ring of Honor's all about the wrestling. Yeah. But TNA could really get down with some of that stuff that's and try true. to help their ratings. Yeah. Um which they're getting better. They really are getting better. Um I like I kinda like what they're trying to do. At the same time, you you can't lose so much talent over a two year period. No. If they survive, it'll be a miracle, but right. You know, hopefully the guys they've got there now. The one thing I do like is Abyss, who we're going to see tonight. Yeah. Um, you know, he is uh, Joseph Park right now. You know, his alter ego. I hate that so much. <laughs> I think that's such I, a waste. I like it when they do it the right way and small. Like with the one time they did the angle where they actually went to his lawyer office and it was empty. Oh, that yeah. That was awesome. Okay. Um but you, you, they've gone to it too many times. But yeah. They're bringing him back now as Abyss. And the reason I like it is Jimmy Jacobs, the princess, is there. And he's sort of forming like a dark army of sorts. And he's bringing... And this is an impact? Yes. Okay. You know, and he's going to bring back Abyss. And I think Abyss is better for ratings than, than Joseph Park is. So um, I'll be excited to see him tonight and, and see what they do with him going forward. Yeah. And Impact. I mean, Impact, to me, I know it's a damaged brand. But I think it. I think it's needed. Gotcha. You know. Yeah. Um. I, it's yeah. Just it, any alternate or any alternative, I should say, is always needed. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I want to talk real quick and see if I can get your opinion on some things. Um, with just what's going on since this, we're really not going to go over any shows whatsoever. Well, I mean, we might graze or over yeah. just just barely glass over some uh the shows this week but um 
What do you think uh, so far of the Hall of Fame inductees? Who's going to be in the Hall of Fame? I like what they're doing with the with the Hall of Fame this year. Um, you know, having Goldberg come back for that run was special. I think right. and really solidified his Hall of Fame status. What he meant to WCW could never be replaced. Right. He sort of took over that that mantle that Sting carried for so long. Yeah. Um, and then you know he had a great run in the WWE the first time. Yeah. And then to be able to come back and work with Brock again, yeah, um, was I thought it was great. And the way they did it, I mean, uh, they surprised all of us with the squashes, yeah, against Brock. I loved it so much. I, I, I've, I mean, when the the fans' faces when he beat Brock yeah. the first time, nobody could um, believe it. I was sitting there, I was like, "What? Is yeah, it, what? Yeah, I couldn't believe they did it. Yeah, and um, I couldn't believe that Brock did it. Yeah." To, to be a star of his caliber and to be the tough guy that he is um, shows a lot about his character exactly. as an entertainer. Yep. Um, but I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm really excited about the Dudley Boys going in. I'm a right. huge Dudley Boy mark. Yeah. I love Bubba Ray, Bully Ray. Um, I love Devon too, but um, the work that they have done in ECW and everywhere. I mean, they want every title there is to win. Yeah. They are the AJ Styles of tag teams. Yeah. Um, before AJ Styles was AJ Styles, they they are they take me back to the old days. Yeah. They're like the last great tag team from that era. Yeah. And like I was talking about the Fantastics earlier, the, you know the Fantastics could have been as big as a lot of the WWE tag teams, yeah. WWF tag teams back in those days. They had all the talent, they had all the charisma, and people loved them regionally. The thing is, there were so many great tag teams when we were growing up in the 70s and the 80s and the right, 90s. Right. And the fact that tag team wrestling has taken a back seat in the WWF the last decade or whatever has always bothered yeah, me. Right. But that era that when the Dudleys hit the WWF, yeah. the same time that Edge and Christian were on the way up, right. and the Hardy Boys Hardy were on Boys, the way up, yep. they, the three of those teams together did something special that hadn't been seen in a long time. Right. And probably is more special than any time in tag team wrestling history. Yeah, I agree. Because they invented the tables, ladders, and chairs matches. Right. And it was amazing what they were doing. Yeah. But the Dudleys, I mean, when it comes to entertainment, yeah. you cannot find a tag team that you can say is more entertaining than they are. Yeah, I agree. You know? Yeah. So how do you feel about the Hall of Fame this year? Um. Yeah, no, I everything you said. And then there's also, uh, it was just announced this week, uh, Ivory is yes. being inducted. And I hate to say it, but I forgot about Ivory. Yeah. And um, that's a shame because after watching the packages and stuff that they played on Raw and uh, I think on SmackDown as well, um, showcasing what she had done and what she had done for the company and everything. I completely forgot how much she had done. Oh my gosh. I, the right to censor. Yeah, exactly. Thing was so awesome. And yeah, and you know, I'm also a huge Mark, you know, for, for Stevie, yeah. Stevie Richards. And when he got the chance to showcase what he could do yep. on the microphone and that right to censor and ivory got to showcase a different side of herself and she played it so she well really did yep. after being a baby face. That whole right to censor um, was just amazing what they did. And it was the fact that it came out of a guy running around right. and the audience trying to, that parent's counselor or whatever that he was on, mm-hmm. and showing the signs. And Vince basically told him, if you don't stop, 
I'm going to turn you into a bit. And then he did it. Oh, is that what happened? Am- yes. And it was amazing oh, when they did it. Oh, I didn't it. know that. Okay. Yeah, it was, and that's, they call it right to censor. Right. Like the real was like parent something. I think it might have been PTC and then right to censor was RTC. And right. They made Stevie Richards kind of look like the guy. Uh, and it was just amazing. Shoot. Okay. Um, and I loved it. I yeah. Mean, Stevie Richards has done some amazing things. But for Ivory, um, she did that so well. And I yeah. had forgotten how great she was as a face before yeah, that. Because right. in my mind, I remember her so well and the right to censor. Exactly. Thing. So um, I'm glad she's getting in. Yeah, uh, yeah. I am too. There's so there's a lot of women that can get lost. Oh, yeah, for sure. For a long time, you know, Trish Stratus and then, you you know, your main woman. Um, Miss Mickey James. Uh, Miss Mickey James mm. and Lita mm, mm, were mm. so dominant along yeah. with Jackie that you kind of forget about some of those side, right. the side women that were good wrestlers. Right. Um, because for a while they also, well, with Sable and some of the other women yeah. were so over the top with the sex part of it. Exactly. That's what I was getting know. ready to say. Yeah. That was distracting. So you didn't see as much or you didn't pay attention or tend to remember. Yeah, those ladies that could really wrestle and were really making a mark in the company. Yeah, and and uh, Ivory went back even to the to the original Glow days, the gorgeous ladies of yes, wrestling. Yes, I I don't have my notes on me now, but I wrote that down. I couldn't believe it. I didn't realize. Do you remember the the original gorgeous ladies of wrestling at all? Kind of. Um, I was only remembered by it or reminded of it uh, because of the Netflix show. Now they had these uh, the two ladies, these two ladies that were supposed to be the Islanders, but the the one lady was a was a very big woman, and her name was uh, Mount Fiji, and she's like unstoppable. <sighs> and then her supposed to be her sister was her like a tag team partner, or whatever was the skinny. Again. Her name was Little Fiji. Oh and I'll no never way! Forget that um, they had a battle royal one time, and they all the women ganged up on Mount Fiji trying to throw her out. Right. So, but I mean, they had some. They had some like pretty funny and modern cool stuff day uh, Nia Jax. Nia the, Jax would be would be a good uh, um, uh, awesome Kong when she was around. Oh yeah, that's um, right. Karma, I guess, was her name. That, that short was, stint in WWF. That sucked. Yeah, she was only there for a couple yeah, months. Yeah, I mean, she got pregnant. I don't. Yeah. I don't know why they ruined her character with the crying in the ring and everything. Yeah, that they was could never bring her back after. No. And I don't know that they wanted to. I don't know if they if that burned them somehow I'm that sure. she kind of, got signed and got pregnant or it what. Seems like it, doesn't it? Yeah, that's kind of the way that it felt to me. Is oh, she uh, burned them, and now they're like, you know what, we're done with you, which is crazy to me. Imagine if she were in the company and her and Nia Jax were to go at it. That would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, and I don't, I haven't seen her around a lot. I think she's working with the new Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, isn't she? Now, I think, I think I heard maybe that. I don't. Know. I haven't seen the new one. Okay. Which I, I should probably check out at some point. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's just so much premium content that yeah. it's hard to watch everything anymore. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I catch, I have to catch New Japan uh, in waves. Um, you know, I watch Ring of Honor every single week. You know, I love Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I watch Impact whenever I can during the week. But then me and my sons watch Raw. We watch SmackDown. Um, we'll watch NXT sometimes. It'll be on on uh, the next day since it's on the network uh 205 live will watch usually later on in the week sometimes of course since we do the the taping now i watch it um when it's on right but uh you know i've got when you've got seven sons i've got a daughter (laughs) and seven sons a daughter's the oldest so all these years of the boys owning they mean they love they love pro wrestling yeah so um 
you know, we've got the video games I've bought. Jeez, I wish I had the money, but I bought all the figures and rings and stuff with. Yeah. But uh, I remember watching wrestling with my dad and my uncles and watching it now with my sons and watching the excitement that they get. Is, yeah. Um, it's one of the things that makes wrestling special. Right. But the rest of the, I mean, the rest of the Hall of Fame class, have they announced the entire class now? No. We still, we still have a few No, I left. think Ivory was the last one this week that was uh, announced, so. Well, so grass, congratulations to Ivory yeah. and Goldberg and definitely uh, my guys, the Dudleys. Yep. And uh, if you get a chance, uh, uh, any of you out there, uh, Bully Ray, uh, he and Dave LaGreca have um, a daily show. Uh, mm. If you've got uh, Sirius Xfinity Satellite Radio, uh, it's called Busted Open. It's on every day. They play it. It's on from 9 to noon in the morning. If you have a morning drive, that's Eastern Time. And then they replay it from 12 to 3. So I'll give them a free plug just because um, right. uh, I always say we're the number one wrestling show in the world. They're, they're probably a little bit better than How us. How dare you? We're coming for them. Don't back down now. <laughs> I'm not going to put through Who's the table. Who's breaking kayfabe? It's, uh, we are the number one show, Atta boy. boy. That's what I'm talking about. I'm, Thank I mean, you. I'm better than Dave LaGreca. I can say that right now. I don't even know who that is. You're the one that has to take care of Bully. Uh-huh. So when you go through the table, man, I'll, I'll be there for you. Thank you, question mark. <laughs> we'll do whatever we need to do. Hey, my mom just came in. Hey, mom, come on in. She's picking <laughs> up my son, Ryan. for. Uh... So come on in, mom. <laughs> is that dad too? Hey, dad, everybody's coming on in the... <laughs> Special guests. <laughs> so come on in. As, uh, speaking with my dad, my dad just walked in here uh, visiting the house. We're going to meet his favorite wrestler, one of his favorite wrestlers of all time, Mr. Cowboy Bob Orton here shortly in a little bit. That's so, right. Uh, he always laughed because he always wore a cast for like, what, seven or eight years. That always was entertaining to dad. So. <laughs> dad says he's a slow healer. So. <laughs> We have a we have a wide open studio. Anybody can come in at any time. We there goes a boy out front. Is he? Is that the one that they're looking for? Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> he went out the front door. <laughs> My parents are now in the house. And Promise things are fine. House. This is it's just this is what life is like in the Gaines household. The household. <laughs> we have on, my... Uh, on the Cowboys Ranch? They went in the house, buddy. <laughs> you want to go in through here? You can come in through here. Don't worry. You're not going to interrupt the show. I was just talking about how you guys love the wrestling. So going in there and find them. And... All right. Great. That's the kind of excitement you only catch <laughs> on a number one wrestling show. Hey, we in went the world. 20 minutes maybe um, without being disturbed. So things are fine. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's a reason that we usually do this at the. Uh, to find more studios. My bachelor pad. <laughs> I'm allowed We're, to yell here whenever I want. That is true. So, uh, so this is kind of cool. It's just it's <laughs> easier to do it at the more studios. Easy breezy over here. <laughs> so, um, uh, there was something else I wanted to ask you about, and now I don't remember. Got distracted, man. Things hey, are fine. I promise. We were talking about um, something. We were talking about the Hall of Fame and uh, uh, how we were better than. Uh, yeah, Bully yeah. Ray's I'm, show. I'm better than Dave LaGreca. That's I can right. tell you that. Who Michael's, is Dave Le- LaGreca? He's the host of Busted Open. They've been doing that show for quite a while. He's uh, he's good at what he does. He's not as good as I am, but Thank he's you. getting there. Okay. Um, Bully Ray is uh, has uh, been his co-host for a while now, but they also have the coach uh, that pops in oh, there, really? as okay. well as uh, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. So I'll let you oh, pick cool. which of those three that you take on coach. while I uh, wrestle Dave LaGreca. Coach. You're going to take on the coach? Yeah. Don't forget the coach has been put through a table by the by the Dudleys. I don't he's, give he's a care. He's taking his bumps. He's not seen me kick somebody in the genitals before. Well, that's true. Now I will say that uh, 
I do have formal wrestle training. I don't know if uh, Dave LaGreca does, but oh. I, uh, I still think you should take on Bully Ray. He's, uh, I think you're messed up. Bully Ray, <laughs> dude, that dude is... <laughs> there's guys that are just wrestlers, and there's guys that are straight up bad dudes that could kick somebody's right. butt. That's and it, Bully yeah. Ray is one of them. Yeah. Got him, Booker T, there are a couple other guys. Don't that, get on his bad side. If, you, <laughs> if you're in a bar and they're... And you're being a jerk, right? And they're around. You better behave yourself because <laughs> <laughs> he will pop you in the mouth. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, there've always been guys like that that are just the real deal tough guys, and, right? And I like guys like that. You know, that's kind of what I grew up around. So, um, but anyway, that's beside neither here nor there. <laughs> congratulations to Bully for going uh, into the Hall of Fame, and uh, congratulations to Michael Moore for having to face him when we. Oh. Tag team against him and Dave LaGreca. Can't wait for that, I guess. Yes, that's going to be fantastic. (laughs) I'm so glad you made me the host and not the co-host. You know, you have to take on the other co-host. Oh, damn. That's good stuff. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. you. Take on the coach. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So We're going to change the format a little bit for those of you that have actually tuned in, and thank you for that. Um, We're not going to talk as much about the shows and go through matches, you know, play-by-play like we have, because it just takes too much time, and you guys watch the matches. If you're listening to this, if you're that big of a fan, you've you've seen the matches. You've seen it. We'll just give you our opinion on stuff and And tell jokes. It's very much accessible for you to go and find it. You don't need us to explain it to you, so. Yes, absolutely. And you know what? We we didn't cut a promo. That's never going away. You're right. You're absolutely right, because this was a weird one, so. Yeah, this was a weird one, so we're going to save our promo, because I don't want to waste my voice. i got to scream loudly from the front row. That's at right. The, at the wrestling show tonight. I thought you meant when you meet Bob Orton. Well, I may <laughs> do that as well. I mean, look, Bob Orton's been a part of our family since I was a kid. Like I said, Georgia Championship Wrestling. Bob Orton actually was in Georgia Championship Wrestling when I was a kid, and his name was The Young Mr. Wrestling. Whoa. I don't know if you know that or not, because mm-hmm. he's, he's Bob Orton Jr. Okay. You know, and his dad, Bob Orton Sr., was a, oh, um, right. was a star, both not just Georgia Championship Wrestling, but a lot of the, the regional wrestling at that time. Sure. And so he was young Mr. Wrestling. Yeah. And then he put him, he wrestled with a mask for a while, too. Um, oh, he was a Lucha Libre. <laughs> <laughs> he was an American Lucha Libre in London, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, as for being somebody that had wrestled, you know, I didn't wrestle a long time. I wrestled for a little over a year, but I wore a mask the entire time I wrestled. Now, you're talking about actual professional wrestling? Yes. Not like high school wrestling? No. Oh. Um, I played basketball in high school because okay. when you're my height, they make you play basketball they make in high you. school. You don't have a choice in the matter. Right. And um, honestly, um, I don't like stairs, and I probably wouldn't have made a good... <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd have been you, a good... I probably... don't like stairs? That was just a joke because they make you run stairs so much when you're oh, uh, in high school. I wrestling. was back to the wrestling ring. No, in the ring. I thought no, you were afraid of those we, four steps to get into the ring. <laughs> <laughs> no, the IWA in Columbus, the Heartland Wrestling in, in Cincinnati. Very short amount of time. I actually had a chance to wrestle because I used to be a writer as well oh, at that cool. time uh, for Pro Wrestling Insiders. And I broke the story about uh, uh, the trouble that WCW was having at the time internally. Um, with some drugs and some things like that that were going oh, wow. on, and so um, yeah, I ended up doing a story with with Scott Hall's wife, um, and and some things like that, and I did that for a little bit, and then she decided to go to hard copy with the story, and I wouldn't I wouldn't cover it after that. I I, I advised her not to do that. Um, you know, I know she was trying to just do the best thing she hmm. could to try to help her husband and a lot of her friends. Yeah. Um, 
Um, but I think that um, I, at that time, you know, hard copy just to me was like a, it's like going to the Inquirer. That's what know? I was thinking, yeah. And, um, you know, my Scott Hall was Razor Ramones, one of, was one of my all-time favorite guys. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I, I, if I had to do all over again, I wouldn't have touched it. Yeah. Even though it did a lot for the, the PWI. And I actually got offered a contract in the NWA's um, uh, the little company in Manitoba. Oh, Canada, and I went up and met with them. Um, the coldest place I've ever been in my life. No kidding. Um, and I had a chance to go wrestle in the NWA uh, up there in, in Manitoba, and and I had two babies at home. Yeah. And, and I didn't do it, and I, I don't have any regrets because I I found out later in my life, you know, that I have a horrible back, and yeah, that would have um, been a rough thing to come across when you got thrown down <laughs> and you couldn't get I, up. You know, I probably would have been one of those guys that was because I've dedicated myself to everything I've ever done. I probably would have been one of those guys that was taking painkillers every night, right. and and um, it probably worked out best that, that it didn't work out there. But if I had one chance to be anything in the world, it would be to be a professional wrestler. Interesting. Um, I had kind of kicked around the idea too, but yeah, I have arthritis and my a bad back and all that, so it wouldn't have gone so well. But I would absolutely love to be a manager or something. Yeah, see, as a stand up, I love stand up comedy, yeah. and I was like, that was my first love besides wrestling. Um, but it's just so it's the entertainment, man. Yeah, for sure, a chance to entertain people, you know. But in comedy, you can't be a a heel, right? You know, right? You're gonna have if you're a if you're what people in mainstream deem you as not being the good guy, you're still going to get fans that are heels too. Right. And they're going to come out and support you. But in wrestling, man, the being a heel is so much fun. Yeah. Um, being the good guy is hard work. Sure. Getting over is hard work. Right. And, and these days it's a lot different than when we were kids because it was cut and dry. They told you who the good guy was. They told you who the bad guy yeah, was. Right. You know, and we cheered for it accordingly. Usually with the USA chant <laughs> going yeah, along with it. Exactly, right. Now you don't know who's going to get over. You, you mean know. somebody's waving an American flag and someone else is waving Somebody a Russian is, flag is or from Iranian Russia. flag? Right. And you know that he was from Minnesota or, or Charlotte or whatever. He was you know, Russian. That, you right. Know, and uh, I actually had the opportunity to play a Japanese wrestler, even though I look nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Masks can do a lot of good things for you. No kidding. So uh, That's interesting. Yeah, the Dragon Warrior. That's uh, exciting. <laughs> I go to my parents and one of my boys. Have a good, have a good time, Nanny and Pappies. Love you guys. <laughs> so I'll say hi to Cowboy Bob Orton for you. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's my mom, ladies and gentlemen. She actually got hit on by Ric Flair uh, back in the '80s. Oh, uh, so that's uh, that's something, you know. But is it? Did he hit on everything? Anybody? <laughs> yes, I think Dad may have also got hit on by Ric Flair. <laughs> there you go. It's hard to tell. Uh, my dad is a uh, retired police officer and uh, a veteran. He was a military police in the Army. Now that you say him. that, he definitely has that look to him, so I believe it. Yeah, well, I mean, he can work a mustache like a few others have ever been able to do, you know, um, <laughs> outside of the, the porn industry. Um, okay. Well, and, you went uh, there. I didn't have to. Dale Earnhardt. Um, I was digging for a mustache ride joke, but I couldn't <laughs> find one. Magnum P.I., <laughs> You know, Dale Earnhardt and my dad. That's uh, Sam Elliott. It's, it's, you know, there's very few. Uh, what wrestlers had mustaches? Do you remember? I mean, I mean, you know, Rick Rude. Rick Rude did, yeah. Oh, he you was a lady fat. man, yeah. Oh, you fat, lazy Oklahoma sweat hogs. Sit down and shut up and let the ladies. <laughs> this is fantastic, man. Yeah. I was watching one of his promos a couple of weeks ago. And I couldn't stop laughing because if you tried doing that now, man, you would get in so much trouble for being a bully. Yeah. 
So, but anyways, um, all right. Well, we are going to go meet Bob Orton. That's and, right. Uh, we will give you a full report on the next show. Definitely, we'll do that. I'm going to take. I'm going to try to take as many pictures as I can to post on the Instagram. So check and, that out. And I will uh, keep my pants on. And Steve will be in them. <laughs> Not his I pants, the, but uh, the pictures. I will, I will try to also take pictures of Michael in them so he can have something to show that he was there. I'll just take selfies. I'll be like, I promise, I'm here. <laughs> Steve's the worst host ever. He doesn't, he he's doesn't busy, do anything. He's busy screaming at the people in the ring. He's not taking pictures of me. What's going on He's here? too busy. <laughs> he's too busy trying to fit into the monster abyss's clothes. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see you later next week yep. sometime unless I catch the flu again. That's right. Goodbye. And all I can say to you is that is entertainment. Thank you.